Hi, it's Manuel Giudice here, and welcome to episode number six uh, of season two of the podcast Leading Your Change Initiative. Today, I want to talk about a, a little bit of a behavioral um, um, behavioral change and you know, a behavioral aspect and psychological aspect of change and organization that are undergoing uh, change initiative, be it transformational initiatives, but also uh, smaller changes, so the process changes, or anything specific that is changing uh, in your organization. So, um, my, my background is in organizational psychology and I have a very sound understanding. Um, of uh, human human psychology so what are the motives what are the uh, underlying invisible aspects that actually bring about change in an individual and in a group of individuals such as a company or a team for example a department or a function uh, what I really want to talk about today, I want to try and be as succinct as possible in consolidating a view whereby you have a um, an organization that is developing a uh, it, it, it is develop is rolling out a tool is developing a tool or a set of uh, technologies. Uh, and, and these are tangible products. This is what the organization from a business perspective is expecting the, the delivery team and the change team to um, to deliver, to create. And on the, on the, over, on the other side, uh, I want to touch on the, um, the idea that the, the only way for the organization to actually uh, uh, make do or uh, really fulfill the the benefit of of your initial investment is by utilizing the technology, utilizing the products of the change that is being introduced by those products by those projects. So, value realization is uh, obviously identified and made clear through specific metrics, financial and control metrics. We we talked about it at length in the previous episode, but actually. The way to get to valorization is by active utilization of a set of processes, set of tools, set of templates, set of products, set of technologies um, um, that are introduced into change. These tools, technologies and products are actually quite visible, they're tangible. People uh, on a daily basis can work with them, uh, use them, and they, they, these are the, the aspects, the operational elements that unleash the biggest value for your change initiative and that eventually will underpin the ability of your company, of your project to have a return on investment, the initial you know, benefit case that we, we discussed at length in the previous episode. So, um, so this are this is the the scope the objective of this of this podcast and um, the uh, I want to start off by uh, going back and referring back to the three objectives of any change initiative. Number one, uh, there has to be a, a technology that's fit for purpose. It has to do what it's meant to do. Uh, it has to deliver a certain functionality, a product, a system that the vast majority of those key stakeholders find of value. They know how to use it, it's clear and it makes sense. It allows them to make, for example, better informed decisions or to process certain uh, tasks in a, in a faster way or to allows them to have more information at handy before having a conversation with a client, right? So a system has to be fit for purpose, objective number one. Objective number two, he has to be delivered on time and on budget. And senior leaders are absolutely keen on that because if you look at the, the 
uptake or of of agile frameworks and methodologies is really is about delivering on time and on budget and uh, with possibly half of the resources that are available so this is an important component the timing component is the the budget constraints and number three objective number three of any change initiative is the ability to have your business on board reducing the impact on the business, reduce the negative impact and ensure the business understand what the project initiative is about, uh, remove or kind of overcome or mitigate the, the resistance to the change and ensuring the business is overall uh, you know, clear on board and possibly in the best case scenarios endorse the change in a, in a way that is convincing and positive. Now, um, if on one hand, uh, developing and creating a technology is a, is a binary effort, a system, a technology, a tool is always either working or it isn't working. In fact, project teams have a testing function, a UAT testing, performance testing. These are professionals that go and make sure that each of the expected functional areas work. They do what they are meant to do. This is testing. Right? So developing a technology uh, has always a binary outcome. The technology either works or doesn't. The collaboration tool is actually functional or it isn't. It's always a, a one and zero. It's always binary. When we're talking about um, adoption, though, uh, and, and we've 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 already established that in order to have a return from your investment, you need to have your business on board, and they have to adopt the benefit of this technology. This is behavioral, right? Behaves behaviors needs to change across your business audiences, be it five employees or twenty. 10, 20, 30, 50,000 employees. Every single one of them has to bring about or manifest or showcases a a certain set of new behaviors in order to adopt that technology. Now, people and, and, uh, and behaviors are never binary. And human psychology is actually mapped out, and that's what I'm about to share with you, a set of universal human needs that need to be fulfilled, and everyone has a different ways of fulfilling those needs. However, there are patterns and commonalities in how people go about achieving the fulfillments and how they meet those needs. Now, I want to use a couple of examples. Um, and These are the six needs uh, that are defined as per you know, human psychology. Um, and I want to relate that to the project roles. Now, a little bit more of context. When you run a change project or initiative, you have different audiences. You might have a sales audience, a marketing audience, or you might have a product management or an IT audience or a finance or an HR, procurement, legal, tax, different types of audiences. And the people that are part of those audiences, they have a shared understanding about what the job is about. They have a shared interest, a common goal and a common intent, a common intention. They might have, they might be, for example, if you're in finance, a CIMA qualified or a ACCA, and they have a, a, a very strong tendency because they have a similar professional qualification and interest and and vocation, they have committed a, a lot of their personal development, professional development, and career and time and experience into you know fitting that role into that specific part of the organization. Now, what human need psychology actually does highlights what are the six universal human needs that apply to any person on earth, and that includes people that work in companies, in organizations. So very briefly, just to go through each and every one of them, number one is the need for certainty. 
The need for certain is the need that a person in your business would have to have a certain amount of predictability and, and, and they can anticipate change. So what does, what does that mean? Effectively, you want to be able to know that if you're a finance professional every day, you go back to your office and you know that you need to produce certain account reports at a specific moment in time. Uh, and these are, these are the elements and these are the headings that need to go into those reports. There is an element of predictability that have to be done in a certain way. There is a process and a system that has to be followed. And this, uh, there is a lot of certainty around what needs to happen, when it needs to happen, and in what ways that needs to happen. So a high need for certainty means that the professional in your organization needs to be presented with information that are, uh, that are tailored to their way of absorbing and consuming them. Now, if you, if you look at the same need, but you want to relate to a, let's say on a, on a scale of one to five, your finance professional might have a five, being five being the highest number into the, the need for certainty, now the way they need to consume them and utilize information. Now, if within the same organization, you're actually talking to or communicating with a sales professional or a sales manager or a sales consultant, they need for certainty is much lower. We can call it a two, for example. Why? Because they are their KPIs is very far, very difficult, very different from a from a finance professional that has to be very accurate. Let's say a 95% accuracy rate in the way they run reports. A sales professional doesn't have to do that. In fact, a, a 10% or 15% success rate or the ability to turn a prospect into a client is already a very successful outcome. And this that means the need for uncertain for need for certainty is much lower. Right. So we had defined basically a psychological profile uh, for a different stakeholder groups within your same organization. Now, the second, the second need is the need for uncertainty. In the example of, which is basically the opposite of the need for uncertainty. Uncertainty means variety. You will have, uh, for example, trainers and, and, and personal development and coaches within your business and uh, a learning and development specialist. They run training sessions. And every time you run a training session, this is a very instructional environment because yes, you would have prepared your content, the walkthrough, the slide decks and the presentations and the materials. But you never know, because you have a new audiences all the time, there is an element of uncertainty to it. And certain sense of professions, professionals such as learning and development specialists may be uh, more open to the uh, you know, uncertainty, to the need to uncertain. They, uh, let's, let's give it a four, for example, on a scale of one to five, right? And again, using another example of IT professional, they will normally, we already talked about the fact that any IT system is binary in nature. Yes, the ads work or, or completely works and be functional or it doesn't. So the need for uncertainty for, for an IT professional is much lower. It could be a one or a two, for example. The system has to work all the time. Whereas a, a, a trainer doesn't need that because the, the, the audience is always changed. It has to be, has to allow for a wider variance in terms of, you know, the, the responses that the, the people in the room, the delegates would have. Now, the third need is need for significance, which is basically the ability uh, to fail, uh, be recognized for some of the achievements that have been conducted, have been uh, had in a, as a part of a role, for example, and that's why you have reward systems and performance systems that reward people for achieving specific objectives. Now, the fourth need is the need for connection. 
and sense of belonging, right? So there are. This is what teamwork does. You will see how uh, sales teams are very close-knitted and supportive of each other. IT folks they tend to uh, go for lunch and dinner together and spend time together. So need for for connection is the need that each human being has, and specific in the context of organizational change. These individuals need to stay stay with each other. They they connect. They share interests. They share similar ways of thinking, and they have similar ways of approaching problems as well. So the the fifth need is the need for um, um, contribution, um, the need for growth, the need for growth and contribution. These are the last two needs. The need for contribution is really about uh, the ability to uh, feel that your part, that your job, your responsibility is actually fit into a greater purpose, a greater vision. It's a mission. This is what we are about as an organization, and this is how I, as a professional, contribute towards that vision. So my work specifically matters. And the need for growth is the uh, the willingness. Well, more than a willingness, this is a need. So it's universal in nature. But within an organization, is basically uh, the uh, the need to uh, always improve on a specific aspect of someone's tasks and jobs. That is why people want to get promoted. That's why people want to occupy managerial positions because once they've mastered a specific area and they know how to do the tasks they want to be able to manage your team so that they can teach others and guide others and manage others and lead others towards um, you know um, a, a, a greater a greater achievement so they want to we all want to a certain level and certain degrees being able to grow within the roles that we currently perform now the reason this is very brief explanation this human needs psychology the six human needs but why does the matter it matters because as we defined uh, earlier on you will have a <clears throat> And once you look at the um, once you look at developing a system or technology or introducing change in your business, your the success of that change initiative is directly related to, and these are the reference to the longitudinal studies we were talking about. So the success is related to the ability of your business to utilize. So how many of your key stakeholders in your business need to utilize it in order for it to pay back the value of its original investment? I'm talking about return on investment here, right? So the return on investment is actually related to the ability of your business to adjust their behavior to adopt that technology. And that is why this matters. Once you've identified, you mapped out how your different stakeholders group behave differently according to these universal human needs, then you can tailor your communication and engagement and the level of conversations you have with them on a daily basis in a way that's meaningful to them. I'll go back to the example I was using before. When you talk to a finance audience, they work towards very well-defined timelines. They have to produce the reports at your end or on a quarterly basis, on a monthly basis depends on what the system has been followed and with that, that level of detail now a, a specific project or initiative that impacts that group has to take that into account you have to provide that, that type of information far ahead of time with different multiple multiple touch points with different ways to reassure that business area with as much information as possible that there is absolute control and certainty over what will happen how will happen what the impact will be so that these people will be on board with your initiative now if you're talking instead to a, a to a um, to a sales organization I'm using it sales because it's the, it could be considered exact opposite from a psychological need perspective from a finance organization you will need the, the the main concern of a sales professional is that you will take as little time 
uh, away from them as possible in their, uh, because they need to bring in the business. They need to make phone calls. They need to meet the customer and the clients. So they may concern. It's not how accurate, how much details, how much data need to have. is how much time, how much of the time is their involvement in the initiative is going to take. And that is how you change an engagement strategy, for example, has to be adapted. You need to gather for the specific need for the different different needs of each audiences in your business. So uh, every uh, uh, I'm very passionate about this topic because I see how many projects actually do struggle in considering a one size fits all approach in managing and introducing change. But I believe that behavioral change, which is strictly correlated to the ability of a project to succeed in also financial terms, is directly correlated, and we've seen more and more of that through the work and the the, the findings that ProSight is actually calling out to the ability of an organization to adopt those changes. And adoption is, is the key aspect here. Adoption means utilizing the products and the services of a technology that has been introduced in the business. Uh, so uh, I'd love to hear any feedback you might have on this topic. And I'll be producing and also writing all the articles and on both LinkedIn and the blog and share with you the resources in the podcast as well.